Welcome back. Friday form panel, Toby McKinnon and Dan Malecki with you. And Michael George joins us. Michael, firstly, mate, how are you and whereabouts exactly are you today? Oh. Yeah, um, yep, obviously, I'm over in sunny Western Australia, actually doing waters at the minute, so you've, uh, you've given me one less job to do because I might hand that over to the wife. <laughs> Very good, mate. Now, <laughs> take us back a bit in your history in harness racing, and I'm figuring you were probably a, a very young teenager when you, uh, there was a little horse called Virgil Kane going around who might have really inspired you to get involved in harness racing. Yeah, look, it was all uh, it was all footy for me as a kid, um, and then obviously with the uh, connection of uh, the old the old man, he, he used to train a little horse called Virgil Kane, and yeah. He was a real good blast from the past for us because dad was just a dad was just a hobby trainer, um, yeah, ex footballer, hobby trainer, um, and and we we bred that horse. Geez, I was real young, real young then, but I think he won about thirteen or fourteen races for dad, and and uh, as a kid, I can remember every one still to this day. Um, and that sort of that sort of definitely definitely got the bug early days, early days from there, and and yeah, the rest is history, really. He nearly pinched a three-year-old size too, which would have been a thrill. It's still great to run second in one. Yeah, don't worry. Dad's still got the picture of him running second. Everyone asked, oh, who's that? And he said, oh, that's me running second in the picture. Yeah, that shows what a, what a race like that can mean, doesn't it, to someone? <laughs> exactly right, especially for a hobby trainer. So you do it professionally, though? No, no, not me. I, um, I uh, went, obviously went through the driving ranks. Um, yeah, we got a got a Group One under our belt in the Derby for for Greg and Sky Bond on Seal and Print yeah. uh, a few years ago. Um, and I've just yeah, I've never really done it full time. I've always tried to have a work workhorse balance. Um, I've got two young kids and I work at the Alcoa Refinery, which is a fantastic shift job. Um, I always feel like I had to put too many eggs in one basket training horses. And obviously, if you you have your good and bad times, where where if I had a job, I can pretty much have good times all the time if, if that makes sense because I could never always had food on the table and always pay my bills and, and the horses were just a bit of fun and, and yeah they, they we me myself and my wife and the kids we have a great time with the horses. And tell us a bit about how you've come about getting Rubens pied off the O'Connors and I'm sure uh, Dr Richard Kimball's got something to do with this. Yeah, yeah look uh Kimball Kimball come to my stable um he was uh, wasn't wasn't quite performing the way the way he sort of expected when they when they bought him and he and he came to my stable and we sort of just found a couple of little problems with him and he, he sort of he got into my routine really well and and we just clicked together and it was it was such a beautiful little horse for me um, I couldn't fault the horse I couldn't fault what he did at all and and yeah obviously Ruben Spite being his full brother um, I wasn't I never met Chris Chris Prider Prider sending Ruben over but he's sort of yeah. He's um, given me a great opportunity and, and sent the horse sent the horse over purely based on what we've done with Kimball and and yeah the, I mean the opportunity's been been fantastic. We haven't had the best of runs with the horse admittedly over here, which isn't isn't ideal for the prep we sort of set him for and for the races we set him for. And it's it's been a lot of a lot of hard work and a lot of a lot of heartache sort of along the way with him unfortunately. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with him for tonight. I, I wouldn't have raced him in the Nugget, especially in the Group 1 of the 2,500 first up if I didn't think he'd be competitive. Um, I sort of would have given given someone else a chance, but he, he definitely deserves his spot in the field tonight. And, and without being too too confident about him running a real good race, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to put him on the park. 
He's been a pretty good horse over here, hasn't he, Dan? Yeah, certainly has. Um, Michael, he, he got a horse, obviously. It's come over in good form, had a bit of Group 1 form about him, but Pinjarra run, don't you? Just the way the race was run, the barrier draw that you had. Um, it's a whole different ball game here. And you've got a horse that's got a bit of gate speed. I, I, I don't know the opposition inside of you and how much of it you'd, you'd want to uh, utilise uh, tonight. But, he, you know, from some of the runs we've seen over here, he can get off the gate really good. Yeah, Pinjarra was a Pinjarra was a tough run. We sort of he was first up for me, and that sort of wasn't our wasn't our grand final race. So we we put the handbrake on him a little bit and decided to keep him quiet um, in the run. Obviously, we, we we try every every race we compete in, but Barrier Twelve at Pinjarra in that field looked uh, yeah he pretty much should have started a hundred run realistically. Um, he got his wheel smoked at the bell, which ended up deflating, which didn't help him at all, and they run a they walked up front and run a real quick half and, and Stewie sort of pulled him out and he said, look, he's, he's felt just as good as anything can, but unfortunately we just can't run the times. Like, it, it's impossible for any horse to run the times that they are running on the front end. Um, and he pulled up, well, he pulled up well initially from that and then all of a sudden, unluckily, we got, we struck a few feet problems and um, it wasn't really necessarily an abscess that I was dealing with. It was pretty pretty bad bruising and inflammation in his feet. Um so we had to do a lot of work on him, a lot of float, like just try to float him off the ground as much as he can. Different series, so it's been it's been a it's been a mission with him, but he's oh he's he's such a he's such a beautiful horse to, to handle to deal with. He makes my job a lot easier in that regard. You know, he's not a he's not hard work. He lets me sort of work on him and he lets me lets me help him out as as much as we can. Um, regarding tonight, it's it's very tricky tonight. Um, I am aware of his gate speed and, and everything like that, but and it's you know we'd we'd love to, to drive forward and get a forward position, um, whether or not that be on the uh, in front or in the moving line close. But we've also got to keep in the back of our mind the horse hasn't raced for a month, and I don't want to sort of throw all the eggs in one basket and and go real hard at the start and sort of have his fitness come undone a little bit late, especially over 2500. So beauty about Stu McDonald, he knows the track, he knows the horse now. He can sort of make that decision and, and we'll definitely be, obviously our plan is to try and, you know, get to the front and, and whether or not we stick from there, that'll be up to him. But things change. I'm not going to go out there with a set plan, obviously. Um, but I, I think the way, we, regardless of how we drive the horse, I, I sort of expect him to run run a good race. But as I said, he's, he's perhaps been far from ideal. Um, but I think he's, yeah, he's class and definitely, definitely making shine out there a bit. Dan? Pretty even field, though. There's not really that standout, particularly with the barrier draws. When the favourite has come off a, a ninth at its last start um, and drawn poorly, uh, it's it's probably opened up the race a bit because even in some of these previous classes where these horses have got together, just the mix around in barrier draws, it seems to open it up to a lot of chances. Oh, this race is going to be a cracker. Um, mm. I, I can. It, it, it's so hard. I've, you know, I've... I've last few days I've just had so many different scenarios going through my head and and as a trainer you, you do think like that and then all of a sudden I'll, I'll hand the reins over to Stewie and then um, we'll put a lot of, put a, not, 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 Stewie's got no pressure on him, you know, he knows that, he knows our prep, he knows, he knows what we need to do, what needs to sort of happen so I think he'll have a great time out there, he's, he's got a good each way chance to drive and and the horse is, in my mind, very flexible. You know, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to be up front if they go like scolded cats and go hard. We obviously seen he can sit up and kick home. And, and there's just so many scenarios to try and 
put down into place. I think the only way we're going to know is, is after the first lap when everyone gets their position sorted. And it's, yeah, I, I'm yeah very fortunate to be in the race and, and very excited about it. Michael, the uh, Connor family have been associated with some really good horses across many years, including the great Gamelite. I'm not sure he's quite Gamelite, but uh, you've got him in a gold nugget, which by the sounds of it is a lot, a lot of work to get him there in the first place. Uh, best of luck tonight, but then I suppose best of luck going forward with him as well, Ruben's Pite, and uh, we'll be cheering for you, mate, and along with Mick Stanley as well, the two Victorian uh, connections in the race. Yeah, no worries. No, Chris has been fantastic. I've had to make some some tough phone calls to him, um, and he's been he's been unreal. You know, he's he's backed me in. He's given me so much support from sort of not knowing me at all prior to prior to Ruben to to this. So it's more more the fact that I hope I can reward reward the O'Connor family tonight and, and at least give them a real good show with Ruben. Good on you, mate. Best of luck.